Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juji Morales, agents, editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. My oldest son is turning 20 in the fall. So besides feeling old, I'm thinking about (laughs) when I was pregnant with him and how the Twin Towers fell. And my sister lived two blocks away, and I remember feeling powerless because I didn't know how she was, and I couldn't get a hold of her. And thankfully, she was okay, but also was thinking about how here I was bringing my first child into the world, into a world where the Twin Towers had fallen, and what that meant. Yeah, goodness. It's so heavy, and I'm so glad to hear that your sister was okay. That certainly is one of those moments that I think almost everyone knows exactly where they were on 9-11. Definitely. I know. I was a junior in college, and I had just left my first class of the day and was getting breakfast at the student center when I walked by the TVs and I saw the news, and I just couldn't pull myself away. It was one of those moments I will never forget how I felt. Today, we're talking about 30,000 Stitches, the inspiring story of the national 9-11 flag written by Amanda Davis and illustrated by Sally Wern Comport. We flagged this story as a must read. It really is a must, must read. We're excited to talk with Amanda, Sally, and associate publisher Peggy Schaefer about the creative process behind this hopeful and resilient book. Let's talk. Okay, Amanda, 9-11 is one of those moments where we all remember exactly where we were when it unfolded. Can you tell us about the inspiration for this story? So I first learned about this story when I was teaching about 9-11 to my, I'm a high school art educator. So on the 10th Remembrance of 9-11, I was looking for a project that I could do with students that I could teach them about the events of that day. But also I wanted to focus on the hope and the goodness that came after. So I stumbled upon a little blurb about the story of the flag and I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is my lesson. This is what I'm going to teach. Taught it to the students. They were amazed by the story. And then we created our own 
flag, which is behind me here. I know people can't see it mm, in the actual I love day, it. <laughs> so it was just such a meaningful project for the students, for myself. And I couldn't get the story out of my head. And it did take a long time to kind of germinate and flourish. I later visited the September 11th Memorial and Museum, which opened in 2014. And the stories that I read there, the artifacts that I read there, again, it just, I can't even explain it. Even though I wasn't there on that day in New York, I felt it. It was just another reminder of brought me back to the flag. And I just said, I need to tell this story and make it accessible to kids. Because when I taught about it in the classroom, the students really understood the impact of that day, but also, like I was saying, kind of the goodness that came after. Thank you. I love that you took this project on. It's so beautifully written. I love the idea of a fabric of America. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful image. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Peggy, we're going to go to you next. I know that there are some editors and some publishers that shy away from tough topics for younger kids, but I'm so glad that you didn't shy away from this book. And I'm hoping you can give us a look into what was it about 30,000 Stitches that made you want to acquire it? So the manuscript actually came to us through the slush pile. And as is sometimes the case, we were intrigued and really loved what we were reading from the start. But it was a little bit outside our normal publishing area. And we had also just been acquired by Hachette. So we were in a bit of transition. So we kind of had to put it to the side. But the story really stuck with me. And then maybe six months later, we reached back out to Amanda. And it was still available. I'm so happy that we were able to acquire it. And the things that drew me to it were, one, it's a story I want more people to be familiar with. Because I didn't know about the National 9-11 flag either. And I was kind of blown away that. I didn't know about it. And then, of course, the underlying themes of coming together and resilience and hopefulness in the face of, you know, really difficult times. I think those are such important things for kids to learn about. Definitely. And I think the way Amanda approached it made it a really age-appropriate introduction to a really pivotal moment in our history. You know, we all remember where we were and how it impacted us that day. But even given all of that, I think that any number of writers could have approached the story and brought those elements to it. But what really sealed it for me was Amanda's fair and lyrical language. Everyone that I showed it to, it touched them. And, you know, people told me it brought them to tears. People told me that it gave them goosebumps. It just brought that emotion in such an effective way. And so that's what I wanted. That's why I wanted it, because I want to publish books that touch the heart as well as the mind. And I want to do that for kids. And I want to do that for the adults who are reading it to them as well. I'm just so proud to have been part of this whole book. You definitely succeeded with this one. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a look into what your illustrator selection process was like? Sure. And I'll give Sally a look into it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so great about this. <laughs> I know, right? Selecting the artist was a pretty collaborative process on this book. I worked closely with the art director, John Trent who sent me suggestions for art styles that he liked. I sent him suggestions of styles that I liked. Amanda threw a few names in there. I mean, we work with probably a dozen different art agencies, and it's really about having a picture in your mind of what you're looking for and then just going through portfolios and seeing, you know, who matches up with what that vision is. But they were all fairly traditional children's illustration styles at the beginning, And after we narrowed it down, I reached out to some agents to ask about availability and whatnot. And it's actually Sally's agent who brought her to my attention. And I'm so grateful for that because as soon as I saw her portfolio online, I was like, that's it. 
Yes. But we had other people weighing in as well. So I'm trying not to be super excited about it and, you know, <laughs> in any way, you know, direct them there. But everyone who saw it was blown away. Sally quickly rose to the top of our list. Her work is so rich. It's so dynamic. It brings so much emotion. And it brought a lot of visual interest to what's a relatively quiet story. There's not a lot of action points necessarily in the story. And so Sally's work just brought so much visual interest to the story. The other thing that sealed the deal for me was I read an interview Sally did with the Children's Book Council about what her process is. Her process really resonated with me. And I knew that she was going to bring what was needed to this book. Mm. I love that. Elevate it to the next level. I love that. That's wonderful. So Sally, what made you say yes to working on this project? Thank you, Peggy, for that insight. That was very kind. I was brought to it by just what you're saying affected you about the manuscript emotion. I usually am accepting assignments that just have a little bit of a tricky component to them because it's the idea of bringing so many things together the focal character in this book is the flag and the flag becomes the character that I am normally used to working with in a picture book. It's usually a person. Well, this being an inanimate object and allowing that to be the character in this and supporting it with figurative people working I mean, people working is my wheelhouse. Peggy and John allowing me to bring in textural stuff to support the emotion and turning this flag into a tangible character. That's the manuscript, obviously, is what brings you to a book. I attach myself to them. Well, Mm. your texture really brings the manuscript to life. It does. It's beautiful. It's stunning. Amanda, we're going to come back to you and talk a little bit about your writing process I'm sure there was a ton of research involved. So we'd love to hear about that and then how the book evolved as you were writing it. So research, the process. Yes, lots of research. Like I said, I learned about this story a long time ago and it took a bit of time to kind of germinate and grow. And once I decided that I wanted to write the story, that's when I really went in and did a deep dive into some research. And that meant reaching out to a lot of different people that were involved in the flags story. I actually love research. I have a journalism background in addition to art. So getting to talk to the people that were involved in the story was so, so special. And that just sealed the deal that this needs to get out there into the world. And I was able to connect with people from the New York Says Thank You Foundation, who were the people that took hold of the flag and started the flag tour. And I was able to speak to people who took the flag around to all the different states. The Ground Zero superintendent who worked for nine months cleaning up at Ground Zero. It was his crew that put the flag up and then took it down. It was just amazing. All the people that were involved in the story, all the stories within the story. And Mm -hmm. through that research, I was able to really, yeah, craft the manuscript and then it took a lot of revision. <laughs> revise, revise, revise. Yes, and that, that is happened. the name of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I call it the three R's. The three R's. So research, revision, and then adding that refrain in there. I love poetry. I've been writing poetry for a very long time. So the fact I could kind of combine those two things, the poetry and the, the children's book, you know, writing was also something very special to me. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely lovely. So Peggy... What was the editing process for this story? 
the first time I saw it, the manuscript went through two revisions, pre-acquisitions, and then another post-acquisition. And Amanda, I'm sure you can count up many more times than that. (laughs) But by the time it was submitted to me, it struck just the right tone and the word count. And it actually required pretty minimal editing at that point. I made some suggestions about minimizing the use of fragments and then adding some context here and there. But I would say it was 90% of the way there upon receipt. My goal too was to have the main story really speak to the heart and to the themes of the story. And, you know, the idea of healing and resilience and connection and to leave the factual details to be filled in in the back matter of the book. And so we actually went from, I think originally we thought we would have three pages of back matter and we actually increased it to five pages so that we could get that story in there without detracting from the emotion of the main body. And Amanda just did a masterful job of it. And she was so receptive to whatever idea. I felt a heavier responsibility with this book than I might with some others in terms of making sure we got it right. It really came together. All of that back matter feels necessary. Okay, Sally, let's hear the famous (laughs) illustration process that you have, please. How you did the illustrations for this book particularly. I want it all. I want all Amanda's research. I want our own research. My studio manager here, Lindsay, gathers a lot of stuff for me. Pictures, films, documentaries. I was unaware of the story. For a while, didn't understand the difference between what it looked like in the end, what it looked like in the beginning. And so I was having to really dive in and understand this process that was so intense for them to actually complete it. There are many of these public art projects that don't make it to a real live outcome. I mean, they actually took it to all of these places and had so many people involved. We started with a pretty blank palette. And then it became apparent that as we moved the flag across the country, we could get more and more rich and intense in those colors. And I wanted to keep the flag texture the same. Everything needs to contribute to the story. And when each page is people sewing the flag, people sewing the flag, people sewing the flag, you know, it's like, okay, we've, we've really got to, you know, <laughs> we really got to change up this viewpoint. So it was a big challenge. It's really stunning and you've done a really great job. So, Peggy, <laughs> when someone reads 30,000 Stitches, what do you hope they feel or learn? As we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11, I want people to remember that when we come together, we can overcome. I want them to feel a, a sense of connection that comes from sharing stories. I want them to know that the fabric of America does indeed endure. I love that. Okay, well, Amanda, we're going to go to you next. When someone reads 30,000 Stitches, what do you hope they feel or learn? I did want to emphasize the importance and the power of sharing our stories. And that's something I always teach about in my role as an art educator, too. We can tell our stories verbally. We can tell it through writing. We can tell it through art. There's so many ways to tell our stories, but it can help us connect to one another. It can help us understand one another. So being curious and asking each other, what's your story? (laughs) Listening to each other's stories. And also the idea of we're connected through our universal emotions too. So, and just humanity, you know, (laughs) I think that the flag is a symbol of humanity and we are all woven into that. 
I also want anyone who's reading this to know that you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. Beautiful message. Uh, What about you, Sally? What do you hope people feel or learn when they're reading this book? I hope people connect with each other through this. A big thank you to Amanda, Sally, and Peggy for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for 30,000 Stitches, the inspiring story of the National 9-11 flag. Check out the show notes to learn more about Amanda and Sally and their other beautiful books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening and happy happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.